On 89.9, The Light, this is Positive Radio. And uh, right now uh, we are in a, an official curfew after the state of disaster that was announced by the Premier earlier on today. Uh, this is what he had to say a little bit earlier this afternoon. I've made a number of decisions and I want to run through those for you. First of all, from 6pm tonight, uh, I'm declaring a state of uh, disaster across Victoria. This will be in addition to the state of emergency that has operated throughout. Uh, this means that uh, police and others have additional powers. Uh, we can suspend uh, various uh, acts of the parliament. We can make sure that we get the job done and there's no question about the enforceability and the way in which new rules will operate. And that also uh, had the fact that uh, what was occurring was not only a state of disaster, but the fact that uh, there was a whole lot of things that were implied around that, a curfew from 8 o'clock. Uh, there was various restrictions around exercise and restrictions around uh, who can go to the shops now, how many times out a day you're allowed out of the house, all those sorts of things. We know that that means our mental health, our, our whole life is going to change once more as we go through. And it is great to have with us the uh, CEO of Focus on the Family Australia, Brett Ryan, joining us right now. G'day, Brett. How do you do? It is a very unique time in our lives. It absolutely is. And, uh, you know, we want to, in the midst of stage four lockdowns and, and we're getting our head around it and, you know, we're sort of saying we, we've only been in curfew for 15 minutes, but we know it's different. It's going to be like this now for a number of weeks, you know, for, for the next six weeks or so at least as we go through. Life is going to be different and we know that uh, our relationships are going to be impacted, our mental and emotional and psychological health is going to be impacted one way or another and uh, we know our parenting is as well and they're the three areas we want to focus on with you Brett and I, I don't think uh, we could have had a, a better person joining us as we talk about these things uh, during this time could we perhaps start with relationships it sort of feels like where all this bounces off um, you know this is what you spend a whole lot of your time doing is talking about how we how we strengthen relationships when we go through times of crisis like this, what's the first thing we should really be thinking about and, and starting to focus on? Well, the dilemma is, and when we have that scenario, there's a lot of thoughts that go into my mind because as a, the father figure in a house, they might be thinking, is everyone all right? Is everyone okay? The mama bear would be actually saying the same thing. Is everyone okay? And, everyone's, and sometimes the best thing to do is actually have a look at yourself in the mirror. How are you doing? How are you coping with the information? How are you processing the information? And how are you exhibiting those stressors? Because your kids and your partner will also get a vibe of how you're going. Because quite often, sometimes we always say, oh, I'm right, I'm fine. And those words may not necessarily be true. So evaluation of ourselves will help us you know, get, get our bearings we don't have to be super mum and super dad. We don't have to be, you know, the strong, silent type. And we don't have to think that we've got it all together. We have to be real, authentic and genuine. But we can set the tone and everything has a choice. How we navigate this. And obviously when we started this, you know, months ago, it was all a bit novel. It was all sort of, you know, we can do this. It's, it's new and exciting. But this has just been pro prolonged and protracted and we're going oh man we have to do this again and our shoulders dip and our head goes down and i mean you just had louise talking about body language you know sometimes just putting your chin up and and taking a deep breath and sitting upright and and just say hey we can got we've got this 
And that is a way you can start this in a healthy way, especially when it comes to family and especially when it comes to relationships. Have a look in the mirror and see how you're going. Yeah. Uh, interesting, isn't it, how it always ends up circling back to that. It, it doesn't matter you know, when and what we talk about. The best ways to have relationships means that we actually need to have some sort of focus on ourselves, not in a selfish way, but in an opportunity to actually say, look, hey, I want to be the best I can be so I can help out uh, with where we are as well. Um, you've been giving some thought to these topics, uh, Brett, I know over the last few days. Um, so take us through, I suppose, some more of the, the parts, and maybe, you know, I don't mind which of the ones you want to start with, but what are some of the actual practical steps that we can start working on ourselves and working on our relationships? Um, I mean, information is power. And I always encourage people to get as well informed as possible, not having the attitude, oh, she'll be right, mate, or, you know, it'll be okay. No, we can use this time as uh, a great opportunity to improve ourselves. So if you're a father, you could do some reading or listen to some podcasts on how to become a better father. You could also do the same thing about how could I be a better husband? And if you know some areas that you're not doing so well in, you can say, oh, I want to be a better listener read up some information, do some homework if you like, and be very intentional about improving some areas that need a little bit of fine tuning. And if you don't know if you've got any flaws, just ask your kids. They'll find it for you. (laughs) Or ask, and if you're vulnerable enough and you actually just ask your spouse and say, hey, have I got some blind spots? And I mean, that's a courageous position to be in. Don't become defensive and actually say, I want to become a better me so I can become better in my role as a as a as a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a as a as as a a, a child. You know, all these areas because I've got my mother, she's 83 at the moment and and I want to be a better son for her. How can I help her navigate that? So there's areas that I can always improve in every aspect and information is power. And I mean I would like to do an infomercial, if I may. We've got plenty of different resources on our website at families.org.au, all on the COVID and the coronavirus, different areas that you can actually improve and how you can you know, grow closer to your spouse. Um, how can you manage your marriage through the coronavirus? How can you manage the homeschooling or the remote learning? And how, how you can, you know, there's so many different areas uh, that we can improve. And there's other resources and there's other uh, websites and other places you can get this information to improve the health and well-being of your role. And I think if we did that just a little bit, even if we changed our trajectory by one or two degrees, we'll end up in a far different place. Yeah. Maybe let's uh, stick a little bit on the, the marriage one, first of all, um, Brett, and, and talk about some of those. I, I know that Normally, and you know, this is a part of every good marriage, it starts by actually being honest and, and identifying the, the truth of what's actually occurring. And I know that that's something that certainly uh, you guys at, at Focus on the Family say, say is a really important part of that, that, that focus during coronavirus as well, is to, to just honestly acknowledge what everyone's going through in that space. Yeah, and that's so true, Clayton, you know, just even acknowledging it. We don't have to be, uh, you know, having it all together. We can actually be real and say, hey, actually, I've I've got some concerns. I've got some stressors. But it's, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay. So we need 
uh, improve the way that we communicate and be honest and be vulnerable and be and open and transparent and have those conversations. A good uh, relationship, a healthy relationship cannot go on without good communication. And, and being open and honest is the best way of going about that. And, and I tell you what, just a good old fashioned sitting down on the couch together, looking at each other's eyes. And as Louise was saying a few moments ago, you know, keys to good listening, you know, the nodding of the head, the, you know, the blinking, I thought that was quite an interesting one, um, you know, and, and, and smiling, you know, listening to one another, but also being appropriate, especially if they're going to be sharing something that's quite deep and quite concerning and say, I've got you. You don't have to, you don't have to fix it there and then, but listening and validating someone's experience. Yeah, and I think especially during this environment and even more so as we head into stage four uh, restrictions is that, um, you know, work is getting so blended with the home because it's literally sort of from one room to the next. I've gone from work back to, to home and, and we can sort of bring that work mindset sometimes, whereas normally we might have, you know, a 30-minute or a 45-minute car ride to, to break that. But that's important to realise the differences between walking from one, one moment to the next, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. And I mean, we can talk about some, you know, some keys of doing that. And obviously, you know, having some set routines and some set places uh, can be very, very difficult. I mean, for example, for us here at, in our home, we've been doing video recordings. We've been doing audio recordings. We've been doing office. We're doing relaxing, uh, doing, uh, you know, exercises there's not a lot of places to go in the house. We haven't got that big a home. And so we've tried to be as disciplined as possible and encourage people to have those set routines and places that they can uh, decompress at times. And sometimes we need, as you said, sometimes we had a, like a 30 minute commute, you know, to get home. We could decompress during that time. We don't have that luxury at the moment. So we have to be aware of our own uh, frailties, our own emotional intelligence to be aware of others and have to be aware of ourselves. And we may need to have a little bit of time out and say, hey, I just need to go in 15 minutes just to just to get over that last meeting. I've been Zoomed out. I've got Zoom back to back to back to meetings. And you know, I just need to have a, a decompression opportunity. And because your kids and your spouse don't deserve to have your bad day or your stress, you need to you know, decompress, get on to a good headspace or get into a good headspace and then come back and be re-engaged because obviously you can be there physically but not always there emotionally and relationally and so we have to be very aware of our own uh, frailties our own uh, challenges that we're facing and 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 as i said being clearly uh honest and open and having those conversations with your spouse is a very good place to start yeah I'm also guessing that the uh, opposite's a little bit true, that because we're so close there and we've got to be so alert to it, even in the midst of stage four lockdowns, that uh, we need to take breaks from each other as well. Uh, And that that might get harder and harder in a physical sense, but that can still happen, can't it, if we we know uh, I'm going to go and take a break for 20 minutes over here and I'm just going to do this and can I just have a bit of my own time? But they're important, aren't they? This is true. It's actually funny looking at the research on this. They're talking about, you know, a lot of the times when uh, relationships are being strained, a, a therapist or a counselor would say, hey, you need to spend more time with one another. <laughs> well, we've got that in spades at the moment. We've got too much time. Well, I, I should uh, reword that. We haven't got too much time. We have to be uh, aware of that time that we're making. There's time for that we have to work 
or we have to do remote schooling. We have to do our exercise. We have to do those chores and responsibilities around the household. And then we have to actually have that intentional time with our spouse. But we also have to have some time apart. And they talk about the ebbs and flows. They talk about the breathing in, the breathing out. We actually do healthier when we have a bit of time apart and in fact when my wife and I have some intense fellowship at times and this is you know even uh, people who are working in this field we we have our, our moments and sometimes the best thing we can do is just say hey just give each other some space so we can breathe we can actually just clear our head because we don't want to say something or do something in the heat of the moment that we can't take back my guest is the CEO of Focus on the Family, Brett Ryan, joining us this evening. You can ask him any question. We're going to talk specifically next about our own mental health. How can we start caring for ourselves uh, and our mental health? Plus, we want to talk parenting, especially during this time, during the coronavirus. How can we improve our parenting? How can we help ourselves, help our kids as we go through as well? one 899 that's one three hundred triple seven eight double nine, and a host of resources, as Brett said, at families.org.au. Families.org.au is the website of Focus on the Family. They've just got heaps of resources for you up there. In conversation with Clayton. It is 89.9 The Light. This is Positive Radio. You're in community conversation with Clayton and your calls right now on one three hundred triple seven eight double nine. Maybe you've got a text you'd like to send through to... Brett Ryan, who is the CEO of Focus on the Family Australia. You can send that through on 0428 899 899. Brett, we've been talking a lot about relationships and how we strengthen relationships, especially around marriage. We also talked at the start of our conversation about the fact that all relationships are, are really uh, you know, girded by the fact that we are actually needing to look after ourselves as we go through that. I know that Focus on the Family has had a, a, a real keen interest to actually be uh, looking at producing material and focus on that as well around how to, to do some self-care during these times. Um, can you take us through some of the things that are, are important? You know, are routines really good for us in this time? Is it the other things to throw out the window? What's the sorts of things we should be looking at? Yeah, it's all sort of new routines. I think we do better, and especially kids do better when they have routines. But then we have to establish our new routines with our new reality that we have to face. Um, I think the important thing is I've already identified is just being aware of our own emotions and we don't try and deny our feelings. Uh, we should share those with people we love and those who we trust. Um, but I think one of the things that we've found, and this is especially for your kids, is we can't hide them from the media and all those things. We also have to do that to ourselves. We don't want to just overwhelm ourselves with listening and hearing and watching uh, to all the news reports. It can be just daunting. And, and we, the first thing we open uh, as a paper, we see the numbers, we listen to the radio, we listen to uh, different uh, people's opinions on platforms and, and uh, the conspiracy theories. And uh, we can be overwhelmed. So we should actually make an intentional decision to restrict the amount of things that we allow through our eye gate and our ear gate. And I think it's important, and I remember my mother used to say this to me, you know, a problem shared is a problem hard. It doesn't make the problem go away, but you bring others in the journey. We shouldn't do things in isolation. Now, I say that, you know, we have to be good social citizens. We still have to live in isolation, but we should share with people we trust and talk to them, and whether that's over the telephone or whether through FaceTime 
or whether we actually are still in our local area to be able to go for a walk with one other person, keeping our social distances, just to download as we're going through that. Because a healthy you makes you a better you to be able to do all the roles and responsibilities that you do. And, the, you know, the, we talk about the, the, the common things of exercise. Everyone knows that, but we don't actually do that. We know we have to eat better. And obviously this time, you know, I've heard a lot of people eating much better because they're doing a lot more uh, home cooking and not going out. Um, but good sleep, uh, but also just some things that we could do that, energize us and relax us and we can't do all the activities we used to do but you know just a simple book or, or, or a hobby that we've been wanting to do you don't have to be an expert but just to try things that are new at the end of it you can say hey i've achieved this my wife is one of those things she's taken up knitting and uh you know she's just enjoying doing it it's, it's just relaxing doesn't have to think about it very much but she's actually um, produced about four or five scarves now for other people. And it's the thinking of others is another good thing to do for self-care. Rather than being introverted and actually just focusing on oneself is actually being outward focused and allowing the opportunity to help and uh, support others going through areas of stress, um, you know, uh, people who are confined, you know, maybe doing some shopping for a, a neighbour. All of these things is... A, it, takes the tension away from ourselves because we're helping another person yeah um in terms of the financial strain that you know there is a, a lot of people who during this time at, at the moment they're going well actually there's not huge amounts of, of strain for me and there's a whole host of others who are saying yeah this is there's a lot of strain that's happening financially around this week we, we sort of can't protect ourselves completely from it, but we can start some conversations. How important is it to be sort of proactive, to, to talk to people if we think we can't pay a bill, if we, we, to be looking at what's occurring? Um, you know, how much should we be, I suppose, worrying about that and planning that for our own mental health's sake? Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, obviously, it, it's, a, it's a really hard thing to do to share with something that things aren't going so well, but then... The worst case scenario is you don't tell any, anyone and the situation gets worse. And then there's the ripple effect of that. So we have to be uh, brave enough and courageous enough to actually admit that things are doing it, we are doing it tough. But we can be proactive even prior to that. I mean, obviously, everyone is going through it differently. There are some people, this hasn't impacted them at all. They're still getting their regular income. But, uh, you know, I've heard this said uh, time and time again that people say I'll, I'll live within my means but actually we should actually live under our means we should actually live with a margin already we don't have to spend exactly what we've got we can actually cut back on areas and learn to actually be content with what we do have not what we don't have and there are areas where we can make some savings we can do some things that we can actually reduce the amount of financial stress that we're going through and you know that reduction of financial stress will actually help your relational stress uh, or reduce your relational stress or it'll reduce uh, your own emotional stress there's so many different uh, dividends because we know that finances are an overwhelming component uh, dealing with you know mental health issues and if we can do some things and be proactive uh, in that way to reduce our expenditure but at the same time if we are doing it tough it's really important to actually share with somebody else who they may not be able to solve the 
the, all the issues. But, you know, as I've said before, you know, there's communities out there, there's churches, there's community groups that are offering uh, meals. Uh, they're actually doing things. And just that one little bit of reprieve can be make all the difference, especially for someone who's doing it tough, a meal, uh, someone who came and just offered them something, uh, a luxurious item, just to know that you are not alone. Yeah. We're having a chat with the CEO of Focus on the Family, Brett Ryan. And Brett, I, you know, I was reading one of the articles at families.org.au actually, and I, I really enjoyed one of the, the rules that was put in there about self-care which was the idea of the 20-20-20 rule, the, the concept of looking away from your screen every 20 minutes, focusing on something at least 20 feet away for about 20 seconds. And I thought uh, those little sort of catchy things, as much as they're, they're just those moments, even those little things like that are, are so important, especially with so much screen time. We, we often refer yeah, to that for kids, but it's actually so important for adults as well, isn't it? Yeah, we have to role model this because our kids are watching. Because I mean, it's funny, you know. You know, we used to say to mums and dads, "Get off your screens, get off your screens." And now we're all on our screens. We're remote yeah. learning. We're doing our Zoom meetings. We're doing a variety of different uh, aspects of our work online, and we have to be very, very intentional about taking away part of the routines. You know, I said part of the routines is actually getting up off your desk, uh, moving around. Uh, Go for a walk just outside even for five minutes just to get some breath of fresh air, to get some sunshine, to get the vitamin D into you. Uh, there's, there's all these little things can make all the difference to your own mental health and well-being. And also you're role modeling to your kids that you don't have to spend all your time on a screen. And I, I guess one of the things that we can do is you know, use this time to be having some intentional time together as a family, away from screens, uh, and we also can actually uh, encourage them to be away from technology altogether because our world is surrounded with technology and uh, we have to be uh, good, uh, you know, I call it our technology hygiene, if you like, and, and use our technology to, for our own good, not always just to entertain and, and keep us amused but actually saying, hey, I, I know that technology is really, really uh, important to me, but I have to turn off. And, you know, grabbing a good book or uh, a little bit of exercise, but I cannot emphasize enough a good diet, good sleep, mm. and good self-care will make all the difference. And I, I mean, obviously, you know, when we talk about on planes, they talk about putting the oxygen mask on yourself before your kids. This is one of those ones. You have to get that good little bit of oxygen into yourself. Care for yourself so you can care for those around you. Yeah. 1-300-777-899 is the phone number. You can text through any question you like or maybe an idea that you are finding it really helpful for you and your family as you go through this time on 0428-899-899. We're going to be back with Brett Ryan, the CEO of Focus on the Family Australia. And as we've been saying, all these incredible resources are you know, Brett's just touching on, off on a few of these and there's so many articles, there's so many resources at families.org.au for you to explore as well, families.org.au. Next, we want to really focus on parenting during, uh, you know, lockdown stage four now, these restrictions, and uh, even more so, we're going to have to be right on our parenting game. So we're going to talk more about that next here on 89.9 The Light.
In conversation with Clayton. 89.9 The Light. This is Melbourne's positive radio station. one 777 to ask a question. You can text through as well. 0428 899 My guest is the CEO of Focus on the Family Australia. And we've already talked about uh, some of the the good mental health that we need to be worrying about for ourselves, although probably worrying is the wrong way to frame that, Brett. I probably could have chosen my words better. Uh, also, uh, we talked a, a bit about keeping our marriages strong, especially in relationships. We want to also talk about parenting with the stage four restrictions coming in place today. Uh, the, the absolute appropriate time to talk about this, Brett. And I know at families.org.au, there is heaps of articles specifically around this. But from your perspective, what's the... the the, the sort of the top thing we should be really thinking about as parents when we, we're, we're taking our kids through uh, COVID-19 at the moment? Yeah, I mentioned it before about, you know, allowing yourself to recognise that you've got to role model this, that you're setting the tone in your family. And if you are really anxious and you're really stressed, our kids will pick that up. But if you're with a positive attitude and we've got this and an attitude of saying, hey, we're going to get through this together. We're not only just going to survive, we want to thrive. And at the end of this, we are not only going to remember this for all the right reasons. We've drawn closer together as as a family and ideally for those who've got a faith that we draw closer to God because God's got this and we have to role model this. We can stick together in all of this. But we also have to be aware our kids are going to put it through their own lens. And that's a lens of an eight-year-old, a lens of a 16-year-old, a lens of a four-year-old. And we have to be age-appropriate and share with them and validate their experiences. And, you know, they might be saying, I'm fine, Dad. I'm fine, Mum. I'm okay. But the very next day, they're missing their friends. Something, something occurred and they're not okay. So we have to check in on them on a regular basis. Like we have to check in on our own self. Uh, we have to check in on our spouse. We have to check in on our kids and just see how they're going and just to help guide their emotions through it all. Yeah. Uh, how important is it to um, I, I sort of be the one that says, right, I, I'm I'm going to be take charge on this and I'm going to do exactly what you're saying there, Brett. I, I'm going to say, look, I'm going to guide us through and, and away we go versus allowing our children to to feel enough of it and not to sort of squash their emotions and their feelings and their, their worries and their fears, but also not let them be overwhelmed by it. It's such a tightrope, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a balance. And you're right. You know, we can't just say, hey, you'll be all right. You know, look at all the other kids around the world. They're all suffering. Well, for this generation, our generation in the Western world, they are suffering. This is something completely unprecedented and they're doing it tough because they're not seeing their friends they're not interacting and we are social butterflies we do like the interaction we do better when we actually interact with others so it's okay for them wanting to uh connect with their friends on technology dare i say it yes on technology but then there's also some time away from uh their technology and not neglect their siblings and and to have some times together but we can't just be very, you know, matter of fact about it because they are all hurting and we're going to hurt differently. But we have to be aware, sensitive, emotionally attentive to what they're going through. And they're going to be some good days and they're going to be some not so good days. So sometimes we need to give each other some space and show each other a lot of grace when we're in each other's face. Yeah, I like that. That's fantastic. Uh, it, something you just said then really has helped me immediately with our family, actually, Brett, around the, the fact that there is going to be some good days and some not so good days because I, I think so often we, 
in life, in work, in all of what we do, the idea, isn't it, as adults, is that we we take something and we we learn from it. Even if we failed, we've learned, so something's going to be better the next day. But sometimes when we're dealing with kids, it, it's just a good day and it's just a bad day, and, and we can't get so down on ourselves. I, I know that you know we've got three kids and. And one day, one of them's absolutely loving school at home. The next one, they're hating school. One of them wants to go to school. The other one doesn't want to ever go to school again. They hate the homework. They love the work. They love the... Uh, it's just ever-changing. Um, and and we, we can't get too down on ourselves just because it's not ticking away along the way we exactly were planning it to be. No, and everyone's going to cope with it differently. You, you're right. There's some kids who are just loving being remote. Uh, learning from home, you know, they're they're doing well academically. They're 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 right in their sweet spot because they're going at the pace that they can uh, do best at. Uh, they're socially more uh, comfortable being at home, and they're doing it really really well. But then there's other the extroverts are doing it tough more than the introverts. But we also have to be aware that when we are in our good days we have to allow people to have a bad day. And we can't just sort of, you know, say, oh, come on, snap out of it. Everything's wonderful. And remember that old Lego movie, you know, everything is awesome. Yeah. Not everything is awesome. Not everything is awesome. We need to be actually just sensitive to what others are going through and, uh, and allow our kids an opportunity to have some venting opportunities, you know, and they can get un angry, they can get frustrated, and actually just say, I understand where you're coming from. But that doesn't mean it gives them an excuse to be disrespectful or rude or, you know, uh, you know, uh, picking on their siblings a lot more. We can't allow that to get out of hand. So you've got to nip those things in the bud. But they also have to have their own space and they have to have their own routines. And, uh, and they can get a lot done in a short period of time, but they also can take on responsibilities. At the end of the day, it's going to be up to you as mum or dad to be able to help navigate our kids throughout this journey. And we have no idea what the end game is and what it's going to look like. Um, we always say it's going to be uh, just around the corner. Well, we've been saying that for a while, and now we seem to be you know, back at the starting tunnel, if you like. So we, we can't overpromise but we can certainly deliver on saying we're going to be okay we can get through this together as a family and we're going to be stronger for it it's going to be difficult it's going to be tough but you know we've got this together as a family and for those who have got a faith we can actually include god in the equation he's got this he understands and you can even rant on him and just say hi i'm having a bad day god he's got big shoulders and he wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives Absolutely. I, I just had that picture of, a, a, you know, a choreographed dance coming together, uh, that, that part of this whole world, the way we need to walk through it as a family is that uh, some moments it's going to be uh, we're doing a beautiful waltz and things are working right. Other times it's just going to be crazy dancing left, right and centre. And, and it's OK we, to, to be in the different moments. It's OK to have the ranting. It's OK to have the emotional times. It's OK to just be fun and silly and stupid and and run around it's okay to have the serious bits that we need it's yeah. it's what life normally is but it just feels like everything's turned up an extra 10 notches uh of intensity for all of us to blow that little bit bit further and faster perhaps and the wick's a bit yeah. shorter when we're all at home at the same time yeah and it might seem like we've got two left feet and we're not doing so yeah. well um and our kids are going to have two left feet occasionally um, we have to create an environment, as I said, it's going to be safe and emotionally safe, that our kids can ask questions and give them opportunities because they're going to process 
things through their own perspectives and uh, encourage them to ask questions and, and bring them along on the journey, empower them to make some decisions because your role as a pe- parent uh, is your, you're their prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain where you actually think rationally, think through the consequences and actually get them to start you know, have you considered? What are your thoughts about this? And use this opportunity for to give it your best. Now, if your kids aren't as focused as you would like them to be, show some grace, but they have to also face the consequences of their poor choices. So that's part of the hardest lessons to learn through all of this, that our kids are going to make some unwise choices. We can't badger them and, and you know, force them to do it because then it would just become, a, you know, a battleground every day. Yeah allow them the, the responsibility to take responsibility for their own schooling and their remote. We've got to create an environment. But at the end of the day, they have to be accountable to their teachers and that's not your role as mum or dad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, my wife is a teacher and uh, had that moment the other day where she just sat down with the kids and said, okay, I'm a teacher at school and I know I was teaching in this moment, but I, I'm also your mum and that's the number one job. Let's just focus on having a cuddle right now rather than trying to get the, the, the things taught. Uh, and for that's her, that was right. a moment that certainly impacted me as well. Um, we've been saying the whole hour that there is so many resources. Please uh, make sure you check out the Focus on the Family website, families.org.au. Uh, countless amounts of resources there for you, uh, tips, hints, ideas, whether it's parenting, mental health, uh, relationships, marriage, whatever it might be, that is the place there as well. And speaking around marriage, um, I know that normally, uh, you know, each year you, you've been starting to do a, a real life, real love sort of marriage uh, courses. So there's been retreats that have been involved as well, Brett, and uh, you guys have got very creative and actually converted this into a, a five-week course that's coming up a bit later uh, in the month as well, is that right? Yeah, we've loved partnering with uh, the Light uh, in the past uh, two years, actually, and and with with unfortunately this year has gone kaput in so in not so many words. But we've actually decided, as you said, to do it online. So we'd encourage people, as I said before, you know, use this time and be very disciplined and find an hour in your week, uh, and we will send you some links. So it's our five sessions. It's called the Real Life, Real Love Online Marriage Conference. And uh, we'll send a unique link. And you can actually watch it at any time of the week. But we would encourage people to do it maybe on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. And uh, my wife and I and uh, maybe some of the marriage team will be able to answer any questions. We're available to support you. But it's a one way that you can actually work on your marriage. So you, we've got people who have been married for, you know, 30 plus years and we've had people who are just married we've actually had people who are dating we've had people who are uh, are happily married but they're investing this time and we've had people who are doing it tough and this has been a great opportunity to be a catalyst for some ongoing conversations to work on their family of origin to work on communication to work at conflict looking at the reactive cycle and looking at planning ahead and then at the end we actually have five things that will guarantee to improve the health and well-being of your relationship so would encourage people to invest this time and and invest this opportunity while we're slowing down and while we're at home to do a course online. Excellent stuff. Uh, look, thank you so much for so many tips. That you know, the amount that we've been able to cram into one hour has been truly remarkable. I know that it has encouraged a whole host of people. Thanks again for all the work that you do at Focus on the Family and for your time this evening. You are more than welcome. We look forward to partnering with Light FM. Oh, sorry. I get a 50-cent donation there uh, for the light uh, in any way we can because we love 
partnering with uh, like-minded organisations that really want to make an impact and 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 a positive impact in people's lives. Absolutely right. Uh, well, that's certainly what it is here at 89.9 The Light. The CEO of Focus on the Family Australia, Brett Ryan, here on In Conversation. That's it for me this evening. It has been wonderful taking you through. I'll be back again next week. Up next, we've got bigger questions with Robert Martin. He's just one minute away.